How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, we now know who the Bucks will be playing in the first round. Is that exciting to you? Is it awful? Is it what are your thoughts? Uh, it is exciting to me that it is not LeBron James. Um, honestly, it got a little bit weird in the sense that the Cleveland Cavaliers have been just laying down and not trying, and well, not, I don't want to say not trying, but they just cannot figure out how to like flip the switch that we've been assuming they would flip for so long. And so the fact that they are staring at the number two seed, which meant that um, not only uh, would the Bucks have, you know, had an extra incentive not to finish in the seven seed, but um, for, for just obvious reasons, but, but the fact that, you know, if they had dropped another slot, they would have potentially gotten the Cavs instead of the Celtics. That's, um, that, that that's that's a nice thing about being in the sixth spot for sure even though uh, as we've discussed I'm not a huge fan of the matchup with the Raptors but whatever if you're a bottom if you're a bottom seed in in the you know in either conference you're not gonna probably like your matchup and um, you know we can argue about whether they'd be better off facing the Celtics or the uh, Wizards whatever it's gonna be the Raptors the Raptors have their flaws so Let's roll out the ball and see what happens. Yeah, I, I like that attitude. And I also like that there's at least a little bit of a chance that uh, Masai is going to say something crazy when he's hanging out in Jurassic Park before this game. I, I don't know if it's going to happen on Saturday. I don't know if it's going to happen on Sunday. But we could get some sort of sound clip where uh, the Raptors GM says something just totally loony. Um, and that, that to me is very exciting. Um, that should be fun. And yeah, with this, I mean, this is a, this is a team you, we've talked about that the Bucks don't match up all that well against in the Toronto Raptors, but at the same time, maybe, maybe Kyle Lowry isn't a hundred percent quite yet. Um, uh, maybe there is a bit of a, a lingering injury there. Uh, maybe, Serge Ibaka isn't going to be quite what what they need and um, I don't know you you never know what can happen in the playoffs and it's just going to be kind of exciting and cool to see the Bucks back there and um, it'll be exciting I I mean I've said this from I think almost the moment the season started and maybe even before the season started that seeing Giannis as the man in a playoff series is just going to be totally enthralling to me that that is very exciting to see how teams play him and it's different I think from two years ago in that he wasn't the man two years ago he is the man on this Bucks team now so see how teams play him from game to game what they try to take away um how the Bucks make adjustments to that um I know today at practice uh, there was uh, a lot of Delhi working on 
setting screens in the pick and roll. I, after I think for probably half an hour, forty five minutes after practice, Deli was working on the footwork of setting screens on the side pick and roll and uh, popping the right way for threes and uh, a lot of talk of Serge Ibaka closing out and doing those things. So the Bucks were already in that mode today, ready to go and getting prepared for that. And uh, I don't know, it's going to be interesting uh, just to see how the Bucks try to counter it and figure it out and uh, what they do from game to game. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I would look at P.J. Tucker as, as potentially a better defensive matchup from a Raptor perspective against Giannis. But, um, you know, presumably here, obviously, in the, in the starting lineup, uh, you, you imagine it'll be Serge Ibaka defending Giannis. And um, it's an interesting matchup for sure. Um, I, I think, um, again, uh, the pressure will be on Giannis, I think, to kind of live up to a lot of the hype that he's justifiably earned. Uh, um, I think looking at a lot of the uh, folks kind of putting up their their all their their all NBA picks and their most improved picks and you know all all those other things, um, I feel like I haven't seen a single smart person suggest anyone but Giannis will win most improved. Um, I'd agree. So uh, you know, pretty much everybody that you know, whether it's Kevin Pelton or dunked on guys or i don't know i mean we i retweeted the the starters had their their twitter polls and both brogdon and Giannis won their won the rookie of the year and and most improved um in in those two votes which is kind of cool to see i don't think that's simply because of uh me retweeting (laughs) it has that big of an effect um i'm sure if some of the big philly fans maybe a big philly sites had had tweeted maybe they would have uh sorry trim would have done better but um but anyway, yeah, I, I think it'll be be pretty fun um, to see kind of with with all the talk of Giannis becoming, you know, a superstar and all that. You know, now he's he's got to kind of show out and, and prove that that he earned it. And I don't know, I, I, as you were discussing this, I kind of thought back. I think it was Gus, Gus Johnson a few weeks ago when Chris Middleton had come back, and then he was like, "This is Chris Middleton's team," and it was you know it was not meant as a shot at Giannis, and it's kind of those things people like to you know talk about Chris being kind of that steadying influence or whatever, but like, no, let's cut with the bullshit. This is Giannis's team. <laughs> He's the best player. He's the guy that has to be getting the ball. The spotlight will be on him. They obviously need Chris Middleton to play well and to take pressure off for sure. We saw how much the Bucks struggled when both Chris and Greg Monroe in particular struggled um, over the last week or two. But, uh, but yeah, I think this will be a, a really fun, you know, to see just, how much Giannis can can progress and I think you know any sort of negativity that people had about you know maybe some of the the issues they had sort of to close out the season or whatever other disappointments and gripes that people have about the Bucks I mean getting to the playoffs and and having this record which I think is better than certainly certainly we thought they were capable of having without Chris <laughs> um if nothing else you know if you're not happy for Giannis and if you're not excited for Giannis to, to have this opportunity to to get that playoff experience as the man and, and start to, you know, kind of hopefully spread his wings a bit, um, on, on the postseason stage, you know, then, then I think you're thinking about it wrong. Right. And I know there, there's other things people worry about and, and, you know, whatever it might be, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited for Giannis. Um, I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy for Greg Monroe, his first trip to the postseason, what, seven seasons. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for these guys to do what, you know, good players are supposed to do and that's and that's shine on the big stage and and obviously against the team that 
has had its share of bobbles in the postseason, but but obviously last year tried to get kind of over those hurdles. And um, certainly since the All-Star break, they've looked like like uh, kind of a different team. Um, I think it'll be a good test and probably not a one that they can, they can pass, but um, at a minimum, hopefully they'll, they can give a good effort and um, hopefully they can, you know, do do more than get swept that that's that's maybe my a very modest request but um that's kind of where my head is at right now yeah i'm super excited for playoff Giannis. I, i'm i'm just very very excited about that i know after the game last night we asked him kind of what's the difference or what did you learn from two years ago to this year and he mentioned something about mike dunleavy which was just hilarious like oh okay you're you're able to crack a joke about that so i guess we can as well um hopefully there will be no tackling of a seventh to eighth man on the raptors roster especially because that might be pj tucker and i don't think you want to tackle pj tucker um because you might have problems um so we'll see but man it it, like you said if you can't get excited about Giannis in the playoffs i just don't know what you could get excited about as a Bucks fan. And and I think we both know, okay, this Bucks team needs to add more talent and the lottery would have been a great way to do it. But man, getting to see playoff Giannis is, is just going to be awesome, exciting. And I, I cannot wait to, to get into that series and see it. it it's going to be a ton of fun. And uh, like you said, you mentioned Middleton and uh, they're going to need him to, to play well this series. And, I think part of that that need is kind of being shown in in the Bucks last game of the season against the Celtics. The the Bucks uh, announced to, or didn't announce today, but they put it in their game notes, and then uh, Charles Garner was able to confirm it that uh, the Bucks will actually not be set. I mean, won't even be sending these guys. It it won't be Middleton, Giannis, Snell, and Delhi are not traveling. Boston so they're not even with the team uh, in Boston so those four guys will not play in tomorrow night's game and um, I think that kind of speaks to the importance of getting all those guys right and maybe getting them a quick blow for a game and trying to get their bodies and minds and and everything right heading into the playoffs it's certainly interesting to see the books resting because I think you know uh, we were just worried about them actually making them so obviously having the opportunity to, to get um, some rest, which you know, if, if nothing else, might be a, a chance to just avoid some some fluke injury happening. Unfortunately, Malcolm Brogdon, the one guy who has been hurt that that really matters, is uh, is going to play. It looks like. Um, so obviously they want to make sure that that his conditioning is good and that he's got a good rhythm going into uh, the playoffs. Although part of me and I have to look up the stats. I'll look them up for for as they're called correctly. The Bucks have been brutal when before a game so um if history is any indication the Bucks will <laughs> out but um but it'll be interesting to see and, and certainly for the boston um very weird that we won't have Giannis to root for uh because you know basically every game we're used to seeing that especially uh, pretty much over his entire career he's obviously only missed a handful of games um so i don't know i guess i guess it becomes hopefully a thon maker game uh, on wednesday in in boston and certainly an opportunity for, for some of the other guys like, you know, certainly Rashad Vaughn um, and a Gary Payton II to, uh, to get some minutes and maybe show uh, the coaching staff and the front office um, that they are potentially guys, maybe not really for this season so much, but 
um, give uh, give management something to think about uh, heading into a summer where uh, both guys obviously are effectively, I think, fighting for uh, for a roster spot. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll be interested to see tomorrow. Not not really interesting. Let's be clear. This will probably be maybe the least interesting Bucks game of the season, um, but yeah. that's also. Uh, a bit of a blessing i'd say that you know again you get to the final game of the season and you have nothing to play for in a, in a good way that's certainly not something that uh that we were expecting to to be able to say um certainly not well it's not something i expected coming into this season so um it would be very cool to win a 43rd game um but uh obviously with uh with everything at stake uh in the bucks being on the road without a uh without uh, most of their good players in uniform um, I, I would not expect it. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, interestingly, I guess the, um, the Cavs have the tiebreaker on the Celtics, but, um, it's going back into the last game here. And if Boston wins, they will, I guess, clinch the first seed. Right. So I think Cleveland has said they're going to rest most of their guys anyway in their game. Um, but, uh, in theory, the Bucks bench could still, uh, have a pretty big effect on, on the East playoff picture. Even the Bucks themselves have, have locked it in. Yeah, it, it's just interesting to see the Cavs kind of totally pumped on going after the one seed. And I know I was listening to Windhorse say something this week that essentially once they beat Boston in that game, I'm trying to think what that was, one week ago, two weeks ago, they pretty much just said, well, okay, we're not really scared of Boston. So if they want the one seed, they can have it. We can beat them in Boston, so this is fine. It's just funny that a team would punt it like that. Um, regarding the Bucks, there was uh, some... I don't want to outrage too much, but some questioning of announcing those guys as not with the team. Um, so early in the day, obviously, if they were not with the team, the Bucks would have traveled this afternoon. Um, it would have been done before... Uh, the Bucks would have known for sure that Atlanta had taken care of business against Charlotte and Atlanta had uh, had clinched the fifth spot. Did you make much of that? Was that Did you have a problem with that? I largely didn't think it was a, a huge deal, but uh, I'm curious where, where you came down on it. If, if you thought it was a big mistake or a, a big deal to make that decision before knowing for sure that uh the that the hawks would take that fifth spot um yeah i mean i i've kind of alluded to it i mean it's not like the bucks are gonna have to play on thursday or even friday um so on some level i don't i don't think uh, one game rest matters that much for the healthy players um and and especially because the bucks are not going to have a long playoff <laughs> run anyway. And you get, you know, you always get a day off. There aren't going to be any back-to-backs in the playoffs. So, you know, to be honest, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think there's a ton of value in, in a night off um, at this stage of the season. I think, especially given the Bucks have been not playing well. I mean, how long has it been since the Bucks actually played a good game of basketball, a complete game of basketball? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, and, and again, I'm, if they lay an egg in game one, um, then I'm sure we'll hear some people then start to say about how oh, the Bucks shouldn't have rested guys because you know they came in with no rhythm and they been, haven't played well in weeks, you know. Which, yeah, I mean, there's, there's an argument for that, but um, but I don't know. I don't I don't think it matters necessarily that much. And 
Um, I, I I would say though, it would be weird if going into tomorrow night's game, given the Hawks, I think are playing the Pacers. Um, it would be pretty strange if the Hawks had lost tonight and Bucks basically lay down for the Celtics tomorrow in Boston with the chance to get the five seed. Um, I guess maybe, you know, maybe that's also an indication of the Bucks not thinking that Washington is any better of a matchup than Toronto. But at that point, we're kind of speculating a little bit. I mean, I think most of us would would rather have the five seed than than the six seed. Um, but again, ironically, uh, you know, the Bucks have beaten the Raptors uh, since Chris Middleton came back. Kyle Lowry did miss that game. Um, whereas they, you know, again, like like the Raptors, they were only one and three against the uh, Wizards as well. So not that they were beating up on the Wizards or anything either. Um, so I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's, it's irrelevant. Um, but certainly if, if they had gone into Wednesday night's game with a chance to uh, to get the fifth seed, it would have been, I'd say, pretty interesting slash odd slash not something I would have done to uh, to rest all those guys. But at this point, it's a, it's a move point. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, it just seemed so far-fetched. I don't even know what the percentages was. What was it, like a 5% chance that they could have uh, moved up into that slot, according to BPI? Um, that uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it is weird, though, that uh, especially with with the response I got from Kid in in terms of whether or not they would rest Middleton or think about something like that and kind of the the way that they've treated rest as a whole um, for the last, I don't know, two years, three years. Anytime you would ask about, is Giannis gaining too many minutes? Is Jabari gaining too many minutes? The answer was always, well, they're young and, you know, that's, that's what the young guys do. They can play and we're going to put them out there and we're going to just let them – I mean, they're young. They can handle it. And now in this game where, like you said, they haven't been playing well, um, and you would think it would be it would be nice to see them have some confidence, have some rhythm going into the playoffs, and then uh, to punt on it. I don't, I don't know. It it it, it was both a, a total non-issue to me and also a big issue to me, if that makes sense. Like. Uh, it wasn't super concerning, but it, it, it was more strange than anything. Like, I don't know if I'm necessarily mad at it. I'm just very curious uh, about the decision and why that would be, have been made kind of as early as it as it was. Um, with Middleton, I could see it because I, I do think that he had been slumping a little bit before that last game, and uh, I don't think he was great on Monday either. Um but with with Giannis and with Snell and with Delhi, it, it was I don't know it was just just a strange thing. But like you said, it, at this point, it it is irrelevant and it doesn't much matter because the Bucks can't move up into the five seed anymore because the Hawks have that clinched and uh, they have their they have their matchup and that's going to be that. Um, and Frank, um, I don't know. It, this is kind of a strange time because. Uh, I don't know how much of a hurry we are in to preview uh, Bucks Celtics with four of the seven to eight most important Bucks out, um, and 
I don't know. I don't know. We have plenty of time to preview the Raptors series, and I know in the coming days we can get into that. But at this point, uh, I think that might be that might be it for today. I'm trying to think of anything else we've missed. Well, uh, our our Twitter friend All the Bucks did call us out because yesterday we did not talk at all about Giannis Antetokounmpo's spectacular chase down block on Brian Roberts, um, which when I was watching it on my phone, it kind of like sputtered for a second and i thought brian roberts might have actually dunked initially mm, and then that would have been really sad that, for you because because the way it like the, the the sound it made was almost like a dunk it was such a like spike um that i mean it's weird that that he was able to hit it with the velocity that he hit it i feel like um and so i don't know i don't know if that is the most impressive Giannis block on the season. Um, I feel like there are so many candidates when you have, you know, how, how hundred and whatever many blocks he had. Um, probably what in the neighborhood of hundred and fifty plus, hundred and sixty, given that he was almost two blocks a game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I was trying to think if any other blocks really stood out this season, and I'll give you a couple of mine. And fittingly, these are recent ones because you know recency bias and all that. But um, the block he had on Ish Smith where, you know, the replay showed him basically going above the square. Um, that was, crazy. that was, that was pretty damn impressive. Um, that one kind of, kind of stood out. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he, he obviously will, is good for a chase down block every, I don't know, 10 days or something like that. Like it's, it's not like, uh, that rare of an occurrence. Um, I thought the block he had on Scalabissier in Sacramento where, um, he was going up for a dunk and Giannis literally just caught him from behind. Um, that was, uh, that was also a super impressive block recently, but, um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think, were there any other just awesome or, or super huge impactful blocks? Maybe, maybe that block on Draymond in the Bucks home game against the Warriors where he was like defending the pick and roll and somehow forced an alley-oop pass and then got back and blocked Draymond's alley-oop attempt as well. That might've been, you know, another one of those sort of just like only Giannis can make type plays. Um, but uh, but I guess this is the fun of Giannis. You, you, it's really hard to pick your favorite block. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, what it would be. Um, let's see. Did he did he get uh, did he get Westbrook one time this year? I think in that January game against the Thunder, Westbrook. Uh, I think he got Westbrook from the backside. Oh, yeah, um, I think Westbrook thought it was a goal ten or something, but it wasn't. Yeah, um, that one. And then in that same game, he had one that didn't count against Westbrook because Westbrook was fouled on it, and I thought that one was really impressive as well. Um, those are some good ones. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a couple sequences where Giannis would get like two blocks. Uh, I, I think there was one in the Knicks. I'm trying to think which Knicks game it was where he got Porzingis like twice in one possession. And then there was another possession like that, but I can't think of it. But yeah, man, there's there's so many Giannis blocks at this point that I'm struggling to think of which ones are the most impressive for him this season. He He's just, uh, he's just Giannis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think in, in a lot of ways, every... Um every big Giannis block, I, I kind of like, I, I always sort of think back to the one he had on Boston in his rookie year where he had that incredible chase down, chase down block. And I don't even remember who it was on. Um, and then, you know, sprints back the other way and gets the dunk. And I feel yeah. like that was, 
I mean, he'd done some some really cool stuff, including some really impressive blocks um, in the preseason as well. But um, I feel like that sort of was like his first hyper, you know, highlight type two way, you know, glimpse into sort of what his his superstar potential was. And granted, he didn't he didn't like take go end to end in the, on that play. He had the incredible block, and then I think Luke Ridenour is the one who actually found him with the pass and he dunked it. But um, but yeah, that that it's almost like that's sort of the origin story of of the incredible Giannis two way play in some ways. And also, like getting Brian Roberts on a finger roll. Like, eh. also, what was Brian Roberts thinking? He, like he saw Giannis coming. Like he looked yeah. over. He looked over his right shoulder. He's, well, he saw. He probably saw Malcolm Brogdon, and then Giannis literally like ran around <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon. Assist to the rookie. Assist to the rookie. That was the craziest part. Yeah. Yeah. Was he kind of like did like a little like loop around <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon in order to block it, which uh, which was which was damn impressive. But at this point, when Giannis is on the floor. A finger roll? You're really gonna try a finger roll? Like, come on, man! That that is just not acceptable when Giannis Dedekumbo is on the floor. Um, yeah, that was that. It, it was an absolutely crazy block. Um, I think I I like the Ish Smith one more. I think that's probably my preference, just because you could freeze frame it. You could see exactly where he touched it. You could see how high he got it. Like that. I think that one. That one to me is is a little bit better, but yeah, that block was crazy. Um, and yeah, we we dropped the ball, totally dropped the ball. Um, we got to pick it up, Frank. As we're going in the playoffs, we need to we need to we get need our, our own game. rhythm. We need to get our rhythm back and and figure this out. So we've gotten we've gotten fat and lazy by being Bucks <laughs> fans who for twenty five years basically never had to do any postseason discussion, right? So. Um, now, now we gotta, we gotta play more than just 82 games ourselves. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see if we can hack it. Um, but, uh, we'll, we got, we'll, I guess maybe we'll get a rest day here in, uh, in the next couple of days to, uh, to, to talk about it. Oh, but there was a question. I forget who, who asked it, but, um, someone was asking whether we would do podcasts on weekends, um, during the playoffs and, Sure, I'm down. I guess, right? I mean, yeah, I feel like post game we should we should be doing that for uh, playoff games and getting it edited and out, which means I might sleep a little bit less. But you know what? It's the playoffs, and, and that's that's the kind of sacrifices you make to be part of a great team and to be a part of this Lockdown Bucks team. I feel like that that's just something we have to do. I mean, you're a sports writer slash podcaster. I think. I think staying up a little late and sleeping in. I mean, come on, that's like that. That's got to come with the territory. You got to You got to suck. It no, that. Frank. I sleep. What? No, no. I've I've never stayed up late to watch a game or slept in. Never in my life. Haven't done it. Especially not all the time for the last two years. Never done it. Um. Yeah, we're down. We'll 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 do that. I'm excited about it. Um. And then that way, maybe we will have a. a Maybe our our takes will be just that much hotter uh, since we haven't had time to cool down, and I, I think hot takes always uh, help make for just a just a little bit better podcast. So uh, we'll do that once the playoffs get going. And yeah, I've said playoffs I don't know ten times in the last minute, so that's very exciting and very fun, um, and we are looking forward to it. But that's gonna be it for us for today on Lockdown Bucks. Uh, we got two more days to 
to kind of get you ready, and we'll see where the Bucks end up playing. Uh, is it going to be Saturday? Is it going to be Sunday? Um, when's all? How's that all going to shake out? And we'll have more of those details for you tomorrow. For Frank Mann, this has been Eric Name, and this has been Lockdown Bucks.